Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Transform Podcast. I am so grateful, so appreciative of your time and your attention uh, in this avenue uh, of evangelism, of spreading the Word of God. I'm so grateful uh, that you take time to listen to this podcast. It means so much to me. Um, I certainly appreciate your support. Uh, it's crazy that we're almost halfway through Season 1 of the Transform Podcast as we're underneath the Scattered Abroad Network umbrella. I hope you're taking advantage of all of the content that we're putting out, and hopefully this is something that's been beneficial to you, that you're growing, um, that you're transforming into something that's better than uh, than you were in past times. And hopefully you know that we can all continue to grow, that we can all continue to get better, and that's our goal. Uh, number one, to always grow, to always strive, uh, to, to, to be the best that we can be, and to always glorify God in everything that we do. And hopefully uh, this has certainly been helpful to you, as it has been helpful to me as well. As you know, our theme is transforming out of. We're talking about uh, different ways and different things in which we can can grow and get better in. And we're talking about different characteristics um, that are not good and how we how we as individuals, as Christians, ought to be transforming out of those things, how we should be growing and being better um, out of those different things that we're talking about. And the thing that we're going to talk about today is this idea of hatred, transforming out of hatred. Now, I think somebody might ask, well, well, Caleb, why are we talking about hatred? That seems like such um, such an elementary topic, something that we all know we shouldn't be. Every single person knows that they should not be a hateful person. But just because everybody knows that they shouldn't be that way doesn't mean that everybody is that way. Everybody knows that lying is wrong, but do people still lie? Well, of course they do every single day. Um, so that's why I think it's something that's so relevant, even though we might think it's something that's so, um, again, elementary. It's something that still needs to be talked about and still needs to be studied. And it's something that you and I as individuals need to always remember to keep in mind that we need to always go back to these basic building blocks and these basic biblical principles. Because if we lose those, then we will never, ever be able to grow and be able to get better. We must always return to the foundations, to the building blocks of our faith and always keep those things in mind. So, you know, I think most people would not consider them to be hateful individuals. I think I think most people, when if they were asked to evaluate themselves on whether or not they were a hateful person, I think most people would would say no, they're not hateful. I think most people would consider themselves to be individuals who who are caring. They, I think they would label themselves as compassionate and as kind individuals. And how we as as people we try to understand others and we try to see from where other people are coming and, and why they're doing things and why they're saying things. And though I think we all would, I think collectively we, we would all say that, are we really acting those things out? Are we really caring and compassionate individuals? Are we really trying to see where people are coming from rather than just jumping to conclusions and having these kind of hateful attitudes towards individuals around us? Have we ever considered if we really actually are hateful people? And I think the answer would be no, because we all consider ourselves to not be hateful people. But if you think about it, have you ever considered yourself to be a hateful person? You know, how, how do we feel towards those with whom we disagree? If you, you ever get in an argument with someone or a debate with someone about something, how, how do you feel towards them? How do we feel towards individuals who hold 
different political views than us? How, how do we feel towards those who maybe have more quote-unquote things in this life than us? Uh, how do we feel towards individuals um, who, who maybe have different interests or, different, or, or view different issues in different ways? How, how do we feel towards individuals who are just simply different than we are, who don't see things the same way as we do? Do you remember who Joseph was? If we, if we went back to the Old Testament and went back to Genesis chapter 37, you remember Joseph was the son of Jacob. We know Joseph had uh, many brothers, and yet his father, Jacob, loved him more than he loved his other sons, more than he loved Joseph's brothers. You remember that Joseph is famous for having that coat of many colors because he was favored by his father. In Genesis chapter 37 and verse 4, the Bible says, But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. You see, Joseph's brothers were really, really, they were in a difficult situation because uh, they had a parent, a father who loved a child uh, more than he loved any of his other children. And that puts them in a difficult situation, no doubt. But they still allowed their hatred for Joseph and for the way that their father viewed him, they still allowed that to destroy their relationship between one another. They allowed the circumstances to form their attitudes and their views um, towards, towards Joseph and towards the way that Jacob felt towards Joseph. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have peaceful relationships with individuals around you? Do you have peaceful relationships, peaceful friendships, peaceful acquaintances with those around you? Or, or do, you, do you always find yourself having a hard time getting along with people? Do you find, it, do you find yourself having difficulties to, to be friends or, or to even just get along at all with individuals around you? Do you sometimes find yourself maybe simmering in your own bad attitude? Maybe towards the way someone does something. Maybe towards the way someone says something. Maybe towards the way someone owns something. Do you find yourself just having a bad attitude towards individuals around you? I think we can all say that we've all fell or we've all fallen into this trap before. I think about Romans 12 and verse 18. If it is possible, Paul says, as much as depends on you, live what with all men? Live peaceably with all men. Now, whenever we look at a passage of Scripture, we must look at it within its context. We cannot just pull passages of Scripture out just to try to make them fit what we're trying to say. So let's talk about the context here. Well, in the context, if you go back to the beginning of Romans chapter 12, it's talking about our brethren, isn't it? Out of every single individual that is out there, Paul makes the specific point to point out to us that we must live peaceably with our brothers and sisters, with Christians. And yet, interestingly enough, it really seems that they are the ones whom we tend to see all of the issues. We tend to see all of the bickerings and the arguments and the fightings. Why do we have so many struggles with our brethren? I have seen it time and time and time again, where individuals are too stubborn, they're too prideful, they're too arrogant to, in a sense, take the high road and to just let these things go. They take everything so personally as an attack on them, and, and it leads, to, uh, leads to, to the bickering and the arguing, and it leads to not living peaceably with one another, which then eventually leads to having that hatred and that hateful attitude. Why do we have struggles with our brethren? May I implore you, stop it. Stop it. So, some people might say, well, it's not that big a deal. 
If he har- if if he does something wrong, then you you need to let him know, and you need to make sure that he knows he's wronged you. No. A couple of things that I think we need to point out here before we move on. You do understand, number one, who we're going to be sharing heaven with, right? You do understand that heaven is going to be spent with our brothers and sisters. If we cannot get along with our brothers and sisters on this earth, what in the world makes you think that you're going to get along with them for an eternity in heaven? If you can't stand to be around your brothers and sisters here in this earth, then why do you want to go to heaven? Because that's who you're going to share heaven with. It sounds harsh, but it's a real, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a harsh reality. You're not going to get to heaven with a hateful attitude. You're not going to get to heaven if you're stirring up strife, if you're, if, if you're making things difficult for those around you, if someone, you're not going to make it to heaven, you're not going to um, help others get to heaven, if all you're doing is looking at individuals and thinking about all of the horrible and terrible things that they've done. Now, I understand, look, people can push your buttons, people can annoy you, people can get on your nerves, but that's no excuse for you to treat them the wrong way. Again, think back to Joseph. Think back to his brothers. Just because Jacob was treating Joseph a particular way does not give them, the brothers, the invitation, the rightful invitation to treat Joseph however they wanted to and to have a hatred towards him so much so that they couldn't live peaceably with him. Proverbs 10 and verse 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Why would anyone want to be with someone or to be someone at all who starts and stirs up strife among individuals. Again, Romans 12 verse 18, we ought to be peaceful people. If we're causing strife, if we're causing division among individuals, then certainly we are hindering ourselves from doing the work of the Lord. We're not allowing the kingdom to grow. We're not allowing the word of God to get out to individuals around us if all we're doing is focusing on what this person did to me and how I can get back to them. We must not be hateful people. But I guess we could kind of, let's flip this coin and kind of go in a different direction here. Let's talk about things that we must hate in this life. Are there things that we must hate in this life? We just talked about how we can't be hateful people. How as Christians, we're not going to make it to heaven if we are hateful people So are there things that we must hate in this life? Now, let me say this. Yes, there are things we must hate in this life. And you're probably thinking, well, what? Caleb, that doesn't make any sense. We we literally just talked about how we're supposed to be hateful. We're not supposed to be hateful people. And I think so many people, when they when they talk about Christianity, when, when so many people think about Christianity, they, they think about the love and the, and the joy and the blessings and bearing one another's burdens and so many of those good and wonderful things. And yes, that certainly is a bright and shining characteristic of Christians and of Christianity. But within Christianity, there's also this sense of justice. And there's also this this sense of punishment that comes with with not living a, a Christian life. There have to be consequences for our actions. When we disobey the law of God, when we transgress his law, there is going to be a a punishment for the crime. I think about Romans 11, verse 22. 
Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God. People talk all the time about the love of God, the joy of God, the, the peace and the mercy and the grace and all those wonderful things. But so oftentimes, they forget to talk about the severity of God. Now, obviously, when we talk about hatred, hatred does have very negative connotations with it. However, there are things that we must hate in this life. I go to Proverbs chapter 6, and you've probably heard this verse uh, many times. But Proverbs chapter 6, beginning of verse 16, the Bible says this, These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven, are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Now, we can talk about this word abomination there. If you go back to the beginning of verse 16, the Bible says that these six things the Lord hates, but then it says seven are an abomination to him. Now, this word abomination, it means to have this complete and this utter hatred, that you, that you can't hate anything else more than this. You know, there are things in this life that you and I must have the utmost disdain for. And I think that if we look at this kind of comically or from a worldly standpoint, we might talk about different kinds of foods that we quote-unquote hate, or there might be a, a clothing line that we hate, or maybe there are a way there's a way that this, this, this phone works and you hate the way it works, or whatever it might be. But when we truly talk about things that we ought to hate, in this life, one thing ought to come to mind. That very small three-letter word, sin. Why? Well, you and I know, and we, I mentioned this a moment ago, but sin is a transgression of God's law. It's what separates us from God. When we sin, we no longer have that relationship, that covenant with our God. And when that is ripped away, that ought to pain us more than anything else in this life. It rips away from us the opportunity to live in heaven with God. And we ought to want to get away from that as far as we can. We must hate sin in this life. You know, I think so many people try to, in, in a figurative sense, obviously, ride the fence. They try to be as close to sin as we can be. And again, it reminds me of Matthew 6 and verse 24, where Jesus there, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot, um, you cannot serve God and mammon, or God and the wealth and the riches of this world. There, there's no being loyal to one and being loyal to the other. There's no being as close to this line as we can get. Why, why would we try to get as close to those things which will jeopardize the eternal destination of our soul. Why would we try to get as close to those things as we can? We ought to be like Joseph later in his life who was running from sin. He, 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 he was in a bad situation, and so he fled. That ought to be just like you and I. Whenever there's sin in the midst, we ought to get out of there. We ought to put, it, put as much space between us and sin as possible. We can't serve God in this world. You can't do both. I think back to Old Testament Israel and how so many times they tried to do both. They tried to serve Baal 
They try to serve the gods and the idols of their day and time and yet also try to be loyal to God. But brothers and sisters, friends and listeners, you cannot hold Satan's hand and God's hand at the same time. You cannot do both. It's a choice that we must make every single day that we wake up. Are we going to truly serve God and hate sin? Or are we going to be accepting of all the things that this world has to offer and turn our backs on God? Let's move on. I want to talk about this idea of hating the sin, but not the sinner. Hate the sin, not the sinner. And I think, you know, when we talk about our culture, I think our culture has really gone in kind of a 180 degree turn. I think a few years ago, maybe a couple generations ago, I think our culture was a much harsher culture, and it's not not necessarily in a bad way, but it's just a very more much more harsh culture. It used to be, and again, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you can you can comment on this and tell me if I'm wrong on this. But I think that it used to be that if you weren't doing things the right way, if you were being ignorant, you were being uh, you had the wrong kind of attitude, you 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 weren't doing the right thing. I think that we they were people were looked at in a hateful way. You aren't doing the right thing. You're dumb. You are ignorant. You're not living the right way. How you know? How dare you do that? And I, and I think I think it had the right sentiment, but it was done in the wrong way. It was a much harsher attitude. Now, go today, and I think that we have done a complete 180 degree turn because today, if you say the word no to someone, it's like the world stopped turning. Everybody gasps and they look at you uh, like like you're like you're from Mars, because today everybody has this. We must accept everybody. We must accept everything for 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 what they feel like they are and who they think they are. And you can't say no. You must you must just be so accepting towards everyone. Now, while you and I must love everyone, we cannot compromise what is morally right and morally wrong and what is according. To God's word. I think many individuals have a have difficulty with both of these things. They have trouble balancing these things. Th- think about this, okay? And l- let's uh, l- let's throw out a hypothetical scenario. Now, I hate hypothetical scenarios, okay? Hypotheticals are I, I just don't like doing them and talking about them, but I'm going to do this just for the sake of emphasis, okay? Imagine a Sunday morning. You're sitting in worship or or maybe but right before worship has started and Perhaps a homosexual couple walks into your assembly. What do you do? What do you do? You know, I'm very fearful. And this is, this, this is a very true fear of mine. I'm very fearful that it would be like the parting of the Red Sea. I think that there will be so many people who would want to have absolutely nothing to do with them. There will be so many individuals who would not be willing to go up and meet them to go up and talk to them, to go up and treat them like any other visitor who would walk into our assemblies. And yet so oftentimes, if you think about it, within our midst, we have adulterers, we have drunkards, we have other individuals who are not living according to the word of God. I heard it said this way once that the church is like a hospital, that we help every single individual. That doesn't mean we accept everyone's beliefs. It doesn't mean that we accept everyone's lifestyles. We certainly hate the sin. We hate the lifestyle, but we always love the individual themselves because that individual, Jesus died for them. Jesus 
was killed on the cross for them just as he just as much as he was for you the church as a whole we must stop being so hateful but on the other hand we must not be accepting of the sinful actions of others and there's that fine line that we can that we can walk people might say well you're just being so hateful you're just being so prejudiced if, if, if you talk to them and you treat them uh, in a way that tells them that the way that they're living, the things that, that they're doing is wrong. You know, but you know, if we think about it, if we're truly hateful to them, you know what we would do? Absolutely nothing. To do absolutely nothing is the furthest thing from showing your love to someone. If you and I truly love individuals and we truly want what's best for them, which is for them to go to heaven, then we're going to try and show them how they need to live their lives according to the Bible. And we will allow the Bible to show them the error in their actions. And hopefully through their study, they can come to the realization that they need to change some things in their lives and that they can, they can, can, they, they can start living a life for God. And hatred is something that I think that can creep up in all of our minds. It's something that we have to battle, something that we have to push out, um, uh, push out of our minds every single day. We need to strive to be loving individuals, to be peaceful individuals. And yet we also need to be individuals who make sure that we are not going to compromise the truth. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.